Bangladesh. Welcome everyone to the For the Culture Podcast, the soccer podcast for us, by us. We got a special episode this week. We got Ringo here. You got your man Grego here. Coach over here. We're still being washed. We're all been a, a bit washed over the past weekend. We've done quite a bit uh, this weekend. Uh, what's, what's good with you, Ringo? Yo, man, I am sitting here making it. I, I've realized that I am old, trying to party. I don't so. Other than that, I'm making it. I'm alive. Saw some great footy this weekend. It's all good, man. So what you so what you're saying is that he's halfway washed. Tony's about all washed. I, this is why I took off uh, Monday because <laughs> I already knew between what we did Saturday and then we fucked around and tried to do the same shit Sunday. My God, like that's I'm just, telling you. Two cities, two matches. I mean, we real, man. We're in, hey, we're continental now. <laughs> Apparently, man. So, so here, so here's what happened, y'all. As as we've been talking about the past uh, few weeks, uh, we finally hit up Memphis. Got a chance to check out Memphis. Not on one FC. Their first game was uh, this past Saturday. They played uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies. For those of you who who aren't already familiar. Uh, they play in the USL Championship. This is uh, the second division of, of U.S. soccer. And, uh, yeah, like they're, they're a new expansion team uh, co-owned by uh, goalkeeper legend Tim Howard. And, yeah, we uh, we had a chance to really kind of experience Memphis. For me, this is my first time going to uh, Memphis. Uh, Ringo and, and Coach, they, they, um, they've been there before and got family and all, all up in all up in there and everything and you know we, we had a good time I, tell, uh, I said well of course you've been there before so like you know how, how was your time wow it, it was great um even though I've been to Memphis I've never been uh, to downtown Memphis area mm-hmm. so you know that that was really cool to just hang out downtown and kind of see the older buildings and things like that and to kind of kick it with the Bluff City Mafia I mean that was the highlight good people yeah. down there yeah yeah we had a chance to hang out with the main uh, supporters group down, down there uh, Bluff City Mafia shout out to Clayton and Chris and everybody that we had a chance to uh, to meet down there shout out to Bryce uh, by the way uh, uh, we we had uh, so we had definitely had a good time I got a chance to uh, we had a chance to check out some, some good Memphis food uh, had some good Memphis ribs that almost gave, oh, it gave me the itis. I know that much. Uh, as, as some of y'all might have seen in our Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it took, hey, we almost missed the match, man. That, that food, it took us down. It took us down. Rendezvous Barbecue. Shouts out to them. Um, it was a good place. Really good place. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that. Um, yeah. I, like, it was so good. And he just kept eating it all. And it was like, next thing you know, like, thank, thank goodness our... Airbnb uh, was so close to everything because, like, li- like literally from from our Airbnb, which is uh, on uh, on Second Avenue, I believe, uh, it was the the bar where everyone was meeting up at at Grass Door Irish Pub. Uh, it's like literally on on the very next block from where we were at, so we could get 
we could get pretty toasted and and you know no no it was um no the brass door that was it was awesome so we actually had time to actually talk with the owner of the bar um great guy i think he was from ireland scotland maybe um sorry i don't want to disrespect where you're from but uh he basically i mean he opened up the doors to us i mean the fans there were awesome it was definitely a great experience man like if if you're ever in the memphis area check out the brass door um it really they watch they watch premier league they watch uh mls they watch usl there um it's it's, it's a great great opportunity check it out hold up you know hold up hold up hold up uh-oh. There we go. You All came right. back now. Yeah, you had froze a bit. Yeah. I just turned off. Yeah, I just shut off my video. The video, it takes up more bandwidth. So I'm okay. saying maybe we just go, let's just go audio, like clean it up. All right, give me one second. Okay. There we go. All right. Um... Yeah. So yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. So the ultimate thing, great part about being in Memphis in our Airbnb, kind of being right down the street from the stadium, as well as the pub that we were at. Um. I was Brass Door, great yeah. pub. I uh, met the. You know, we we kicked it with the owner. I think his name was Seamus. I think. Yeah. Um. Um. Great guy. Um. From uh, what happened Ireland. To the what happened to the bottle? Because I. Because I. Listen. I don't know, did we it? <laughs> So the owner, the owner came by. You know, he told a story. Of, you know, we'll kind of, we'll kind of drop that, we'll drop that audio, um, sometime in this interview. But he came by, dropped off the bottle. I think we hit the bottle a little too hard for him. I guess he didn't know us Atlanta guys get down, man. He looked at the bottle. He looked at us. It was like, man. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it was... <laughs> everybody was fellowshipping under the good name of soccer. And yeah, next you know that 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 bottle was done. I think it was like a yeah. bottle of uh, Solani. It was, it was uh, some uh, Irish whiskey, and yeah, yeah, that that thing went down fast. Yeah, and, yeah we took it down. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, like we we hung out there, you know, learned their chance. Yo, real talk. Um, how how uh, they already got like a smooth twenty songs to work with, man. Like I I, I looked at that and I was like. I, I was heavily impressed that one you I, I guess when you only had one uh, only have one supporters group there you don't have to worry about you know all the types of infighting that um, that might occur when you have to deal with multiple groups and multiple interests and all and all that you know you say hey if we're on the same page let's let's start, let's let's go with um with these songs here and um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah that's, like I said, they have, you know, it, it's just like when Atlanta and I started. You know, you have a big list, but then you try to do them in real life and everyone gets confused. So, like, when we were at the game, you know, the simple chant, you know, simple songs, the crowd really, like, gravitated towards them. So, yeah, like, what's up to uh, the Monte Carlo? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like like they like they have a um, one. They have a drum line. They have they they do full drum line with cymbals. Uh, word has it that you know you can also catch them at Memphis Grizzly games as well. You know that could be neither confirmed nor denied. But um, but yeah, I think it's uh, you know 
I think the setup that they have there, um, you know, definitely, you know, uh, serves well, for, you know, for for getting the crowd into it. Because I mean, I just like how you said the the similarities between uh, Atlanta and Memphis are almost like night and day as as it pertains to, I think one the culture itself as far as you know obviously the makeups of uh, of both cities. And then also with that, like, how are you, you know, shaping this soccer culture pretty much from the ground up? Because, I mean, they've they've had their bit of soccer history, just like how we have. But for the most part, what you're building here is pretty much from the ground up. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you you have time to really kind of mold it into what you want to see. It's just a matter of, you know, who's coming out there and who do you want to come out there? And uh, uh, and going from there. Yeah, culture. Let me tell y'all, man. Um, we're we're gonna try to drop some uh, video footage sometime in the next couple weeks, uh, probably next week or so of our trip. But like they, uh, the chance they had, man. They um, songs and they had from Hustle and Flow. They were doing Whoop That Trick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, when I heard it, I was like, Yo, did I just hear what I thought I heard? And then they had a, a song that was shouting out kind of uh, Orange Mound um, to, and then Dudley Park area. Yeah. Park, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tully, yeah, Tully Park. Yeah, so I was like, that's dope. It, it's cool that the city is really being organic to themselves and being Memphis. You know, so, you know, sometimes supporters, we get caught up in trying to copy too much of what we see in Europe mm-hmm. or we see in Latin America. And I really love how um, American soccer is really forming its own identity and saying, yeah, that's cute and all what you guys are doing there, but this is this is our game. You know, it's still that tagline from MLS. You know, this is our soccer. So, like, man, great time with Love City Mafia, man. Good people, man. We, we going to tell them what we end up doing, though? Oh, I mean, yeah, man. You, you want to let them know? So, I mean... No, we, we, we just out there, you know, just trying to, you know, mind our business, you know, you know, mind our P's and Q's and everything about, you know, because of course, you know, this is this is their show, you know, this is uh this is Memphis's thing. Um, I think I was having a conversation with uh with Chris uh, uh of um uh the Roundtable of Hooligans. Uh, they have a podcast show uh down down there, you know, make sure y'all check that out if, if you haven't done so already. And um, because like we were talking about, you know, the chance and everything, because I believe it was Bryce that was uh, talking about, you know, obviously with just like like we said with Memphis and Atlanta, Memphis has its own hip hop culture and how, you know, you want to be able to incorporate that into your soccer chance because, you know, you got 8-Ball, MJG, 3-6, like you got plenty of options to go with and yeah great uh, country and, music like like jazz blues like they have so many hits they can incorporate into you know oh, yeah. soccer songs so, yeah you know it, it's going to be very interesting to see how that fan base grows and develops and you know caters in place that you know those songs it's, it's going to be fun to watch yeah so like towards the end of the game you know we um like so we're having this conversation and the next thing i know uh, Clayton, who's the president of uh, Bluff City Mafia, plus he's also one of the capos uh, uh, at, at games. Uh, you know, he invites us to come up because, like, I I had the idea of at least doing um, like the Viking Club, like why how we have in Atlanta, how you have ATL, you could do 901. So um, we uh, 
he invites us to come up here. I'm looking around lockers. Like, granted, I have a little bit of capital experience, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, haven't done, I haven't done anything in a while. And uh, so, like, I'm looking for, you know, like who has the big, who has the, uh, the big drum? Okay, I see, I see you. You know the biking clap. Right, let's let, let's roll with that. And you know, it it, it just kind of it kind of mushroom from there. Uh, <laughs> pretty much and, yeah um, yeah you know, yeah so it, yeah your, your boys yeah grego me yeah and we were up there i was you've been trying to get me on the capital stand for years I'm, you finally I'm got me trying to get ringo <laughs> on capital stand since 2017 i i <laughs> you. like I, I i i thought he was gonna be in capital with with uh with footy mob i wish we had a chance to really talk about that more decent but i think that was back in the the first episode that we lost back with Reggie, we're going to talk about that uh, pretty soon. Like, yeah, we have to get uh, Reggie back on the show. But, but yeah, like I, I finally got him on a capital. So just wasn't in Atlanta. So hey, you know, shit happens. <laughs> That's it. That's but, it. But it, it was it was awesome. We did the 901 chant. Like the whole audience, like hands went up. Everyone was clapping. Like folks were excited. I was like, "Oh, this is I can, you know, I can get used now, to this." You see why? Now see why I tried to get you to do it. Like, yo, like what? Like, like one thing I've I've always said is that it takes certain people to be able to to read a crowd, know a crowd, and have that type of presence to you know get people to follow you. And you know, I think that you know for for a lot of people, um, you know, either you have that or you don't. And I think that you know, hey, for your first time, you did you did pretty well. But of course, I already knew you do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And then we closed it out. We showed them the We Ready, and like like the like it was so dope doing We Ready because like kind of how Reggie said we always refer to this lost episode, but when Reggie was like when he gets up there, he looks in the audience for for uh, familiar faces. He looks for black folks. And before he gets up there to give him that confidence to do it. So I'm looking in the audience looking for the black folks and their faces lit up like it was Christmas. Like, yo, I know that. Everyone's <laughs> getting they're getting hyped. Uh Bryce he had a he had a shirt, he was twisting around his head. Like, man, there there was guys up on the second level. Everybody was rocking. Like a couple people were rocking. Some people were looking like, What is this song? I was like, I get it. I understand. I, it's cool, <laughs> but y'all figured out. Next <laughs> next week when y'all do this, Memphis, just like just just remember, it's four words. Be ready for y'all. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. And That's it. Uh, yeah, like I, I I was paying attention to the to Monty and um and uh, the guys from the drums and everything. I was like, hey, like if y'all in it, hey, it's it's, it's on. Because of course, one thing that you know, any capital can tell you, like, if, if, especially if you have, like, you know, any drums, horns, anything like that, if y'all ain't in, ain't in sync, it's just not gonna, gonna work, so, you know, they, they were jamming, we were jamming, and shit got real, hey, hey, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Memphis, thank you, Bluff City Mafia, thank you, Roundtable Hooligans, thank you, Brass 901, yeah, 901 Pod, I mean, we yeah. met so many great people. Yeah, not on one soccer pod. Yeah, like we 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 met a, a good chunk of people. Um, we're gonna have to do this on a weekend where it's not daylight savings. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, um, let's just say we were hurting on the way back. Uh, I mean, yeah. like, cause 
course, daylight savings was, was this weekend, and yeah, of course, we had to get back for the United game, uh, which we'll talk about on the flip side of uh, interviews and everything. And yeah, like by the time I got out of there, got out of the stadium and everything, like I was just beyond uh, and I was like I, I'm yeah. so glad I took I, I took off Monday because yeah I said this is why I told y'all y'all should have taken it off Monday y'all you be you wouldn't be as, as washed you wouldn't be as washed <laughs> <laughs> hey it, it, let, let's let's take a let's take a pause for the call I think Tony Tony he, he decided to wake up let's let's try to get him on let's kind of get his perspective um, on the interview and then what we'll do is, uh, not the interview, but the trip. And then let's play a couple of these interviews. How does that sound, Grego? Let's do that. All right. Let's see. All right. All right. And then we stop recording. Enter gap. All right. Tony called. Let's see. How do I add him? I think. Do you, that, have, uh... do you have his contact? Because every time, like, it's, I saw him dial in, but it said I had to hang up this yeah. call. Hold on. Oh, hold on, hold on. There he is. I think live. This might be spam. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, it, might, it might be a big-breasted woman trying to get us to buy something. It's gonna be Tony. I'm not sure. And, and, and with the with the Memphis strip, I no less. Uh, we can see him on video. Y'all can't, but we can. <laughs> yeah. But, of course. So hey, I can't see y'all though. Yeah, yeah. yeah we we. Because our, our, our laptops are as washed as you are. Yeah, we sh- oh, we shut oh, we shut our video off. <laughs> we shut the video off. Hey, and we're back. Coach Tony decided to join us. He's in from the training grounds, ladies and gentlemen. So, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, when we come, hey, well, at, before we entered the break, Coach, we were talking about a Memphis trip, talked about our experiences. So, if you just kind of want to let everybody know, you know, kind of your experience, um, you know, how you felt the adventure was. Tell us about the Airbnb. <laughs> oh, well, talking about training ground, that Airbnb felt like we were some rookies trying to make a team. Um, <laughs> no love. Uh, it, was, it was well uh, under par of what we expected. But, um, nah, I think it, it was funny because at first, you know, the weather was horrible when we first got there. And it was raining like crazy. The rain was flying sideways. And rain was flying <laughs> up the ground. Uh, and so, you know, while we were waiting in the room, getting food at, uh, did, y- did y'all talk about where we ate food? Yeah, yeah, rendezvous, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, so it was funny because I, I mentioned that to my mom. My mom, you know, born and raised in Memphis, and she was like, yeah, she only ate at rendezvous once because it's overpriced. Good, but overpriced. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's a fair assessment. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's I'll take that, I'll take that, I'll take that, yeah. It, it's good, but it's, it's uh, definitely for... Uh, the higher paying customers who are traveling from out of town. So yeah, we were those suckers for the weekend. Um, anyway, but uh, the weather was horrible. And then, you know, as we were going to uh, the pregame at, uh, what was it, what's that bar called that we went Brad to? Store. Uh, Brad right, Store. Brad Store. Yeah, to meet up with the Bluff City and the other 901 podcast. So um, they showed us love down there. It was cool that, uh, no, even the owner. I can't remember the owner's name for the brass door. Seamus. Oh, it was Shane. It was typical. It was a typical name, Shane. And um, <laughs> you know, he showed us love, gave us a free bottle. Um, 
I don't know. Was that a brand new bottle, y'all? Do y'all know that? I I think so, cause I, yeah, like I I, I, I I hope not. This, we drank a shit ton. <laughs> uh, we were killing. I think we finished it in like 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> but um, they showed love. You know, the 901 podcast showed us love. Love City Mafia showed us love. They love participating in the chant. Little did they know that those chants that we learned was kind of like our foot in the door for <clears throat> some for the culture uh, members to take front and center at uh <laughs> at the capo stand at the game. Hey, once you learn a little bit, it's, hey, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I know. It feels crazy. But no, it was a good time, and we even uh, met up with one of my former players from here who's down there. Um, he used to play for me in high school and then played at Common City teaching in uh, Memphis now, so he showed us some love, too. But, um, now it was, it was looking kind of sketch with that weather at first, and so I was like, oh, man, nothing worse than going to the first home opener when it was raining all the time. And I was like, this flashback to Atlanta United first opened up and everything, like a Kennesaw and all that. Um, yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is going to be ugly. But, it, it, you know, I guess uh, Memphis 901 is on God's side, so guys uh, <laughs> cleared yeah. up. Just right on time. Uh, started, yeah. yeah. Like, like when the march on, when the march got started, and yeah, like we were, everything cleared up, and uh, I don't think we really dealt with any more weather issues until until Sunday. But yeah, like it, everything was just right. One thing I, I that I found out because like we were we were in line to, uh, to, uh, to buy some shirts and scarves and everything. Turned out we we missed. Uh, apparently they do a guitar smash. Uh, right, right. I, 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 I'm really mad that we missed that. Like, I'm, I'm like, that would have been so dope to see. Um, I still have a, I still have a smoke flare from <laughs> that I was supposed to pop. Like I said, cause we were, we were in line. I didn't want to be that random guy that popped smoke. <laughs> and you know, we're like, what is this? I'm like, my bad, y'all. My bad. <laughs> He, he, he's, a, he's a premature uh, <laughs> premature <popper>. popper <laughs> you know but uh, hey I, I got feelings for that too Greg <laughs> I said, that's cause you, you old man you, I said you old you washed like, so we, like, shit, we, like, so we were all we were all old and washed by the time that, uh, that night ended that was like we went out to Beale Street ate some more uh, down there I realize everything is pretty much neon um, down down there. Um, I said, thankfully, everything is all all within walking distance. Because yeah, I, I I couldn't have imagined you know trying to do all that. You know, you you you've been drinking, you you you've you been jumping around. Like yeah, I just would be like yeah, let's just walk on back. Have have some for for it to be like only like three hours of sleep. It was some great sleep. <laughs> It was. It, it was. It was. It was a good adventure. Uh, we got to go back. We got to plan another trip down there or make another trip somewhere else. You know, the the, the culture mobile is ready to roll. Oh, so I, did, I didn't tell you guys. Um, so I found. Well, I realized today that um, that uh, uh, the Chattanooga team uh, that uh, uh, that's in League One, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they play our homies up in Madison, Wisconsin, on next month on the sixth, and they are talking about you know hey, the, the 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 they want us to go full Mingos up up in um Chattanooga next month. 
Yeah, I, I might be able. We, I might be able to make a trip. Chattanooga is less of a travel to Memphis. Yeah, we got to do that all in one day. So yeah, <laughs> uh, we can actually go and come back. Yeah, yeah that's on. That's oh, on man. April sixth. Hey, April we got to get paid for this, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> we, like we, we we come in, insert culture, and leave and get paid. That's just like that. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. We could culture consultants. That's gonna be our new role. Oh, we're yeah. gonna branch out for the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Have y'all got yeah. into the, the details of that yet? Of the story? <laughs> Not yet. We're working on the logo. We're working on the logo. <laughs> it's, it's all real. She got a logo. But um but but yeah, man. Like I said, we, we had we had a great time in Memphis. Uh what we're gonna do is uh uh, uh drop y'all with some of the interviews that, that we had. Like I said, we talked to uh some of the guys from from uh, Bluff City Mafia, we talked to uh, uh, some of the guys from the different podcasts down, uh, down there, 901 Soccer Pod, Roundtable of, uh, of Hooligans, and then, yeah, like I said, we, we had a, a, a really good uh, discussion, you know, just talking about, like, what the culture is and what they're trying to what they're trying to build there, and um, like I said, we hope y'all enjoy it. On the flip side of this, we're going to bitch about Atlanta United because we got a lot to talk about right there. Because that's about all, it's all that's all we really had this week. We had Memphis and we had Atlanta. And there, apparently there's a lot to talk about with Atlanta. So, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll be back. And, um, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Turn off the lights. Man, you know, the Greg and... Um, Ringo. That's what she is. Night night. Right now. Okay, go. Love you. This club is important to him because he's a Memphis guy now. But following the town, tiny, tiny little club. That's his heart. That's his heart. So he goes back home and they'll pull him over and say, this is one of us. This is a town guy. You know, and that's what he wants Memphis to have. You know, to have a hometown club that people can call their own. So I, I got to tell you this other part. So I'm born and raised in Atlanta, but my mom is from Memphis. Okay. So Memphis has been a second home for me. My daughter's name is Memphis. Oh. So we used to come here at least four or five times a year and everything like that. And I always said, one, if Atlanta guy's soccer team, I will financially support it. Yep. Done that. Check. I always said, Memphis got a real small team. I'll financially support it. So that's another reason why we came here, because it was important to us. Yeah, it was, de- it was definitely Tony, you know, Putting putting in that that word and then putting that bug in there and we said you know what once once the games was confirmed once the team was confirmed we we were all in so yeah, yeah we had to be here. Yeah. Well, let me tell you the game has always been here. Oh it's been oh yeah. It, it's it's kind of been on the roads and yeah. yeah I mean yeah well so the roads that was kind of, you know that was a big deal that was the top level of American soccer right so uh, the roads moved to Canada uh, you know I was five years old. I lived in a small town uh, about two hours away from here. But we would come to Memphis for everything big. And we came, and in typical Memphis fashion, well, I saw a billboard that said Memphis Roads, right? And I said, Mom, I want to... I want to go to that. Hey, Chavis Loft is joining us here today. Nice. 
guys, what's the story here? Uh, video. video. Yeah. Do a podcast or? Yes. <laughs> so, Seamus, so uh, I was telling them a little bit about following the town. Greatest football team in the world. And having a, uh, and having a, uh, a hometown team and the importance of it to you. But I want you to, to tell these guys a little bit about what you've told me about what you're trying to do in the city of Memphis. Guys, I've been out here for 26 years. I came from Australia, Ireland, Australia here to coach football. And part of the reality of the game is in America, you hire somebody like me who's got no future left in football or maybe never had a future in football and you make him a coach and you pay him wages. And then we tell the, we tell everybody, hey, it's all about player development. But it isn't because if I lose 11 games in a row at 26, you won't hire me next season. <laughs> right. So the reality is it's about winning games and coaches pick players and go, maybe he'd be great at something else. Right now he's a great goalkeeper. So the lads don't get the experience, the kids, not, not just guys. We start training them as semi-professionals when they're 10. We burn them out by the time they're 19, which is the life of a football player when you're at work. Yeah. 10 years, right? And as a result, and we also charge a lot of money. And as a result of that, we ex- we exclude. In this city, we exclude 60% of our people. Yeah. And so what we're doing with Citizen Footballer is we've raised enough money to be able to take 200 kids this season, coach them, clothe them, teach them. Love it. And we're not looking for the mission for this. We're not looking for professional footballers. If Lionel Messi turns up, I won't be able to deny him. What we're trying to do is to give kids the experience of turning up on time, respecting the uniforms, respecting their teammates, respecting their coaches, so that they can go to be good citizens. Yeah. If, if we produce great players as a byproduct of our work, then great. Yeah, we're just trying and to make good citizens of the city. Right. And yeah. listen, we're trying to put good footballers out there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. We're not going to work to, you know, we're going to work. Yeah. Um, but the, it's two separate pieces. And, you know, we'll get back to me in six or seven months, I'll tell you if it worked or not. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> But hey, that's honestly what uh, we have an organization in Atlanta called Soccer in the Streets. Right. And they're doing a similar thing. They really right. want to go into underserved communities and actually like teach these kids life skills by using the the, the game we love to teach them these things. Right. So like, the, kind of they have the same mission. It's like you know, if a good player turns out and an academy picks up these kids, that's great. But we really want to show it, this te- this game teaches you so much more than just how to move a ball. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. The other thing that we're trying to get to on a bigger piece, because we're not going to compete all over the place, go to Mike Rose and do all that. I mean, we're going to compete later on. If you've got a good player and he looks like he's going to be a regional player or a national player or whatever else, pass him on. Yeah. If, like, the, lo- the other thing is that you get little clubs and you go, oh, he's my main man. We always win with him. So we don't let him go and play with better players. Yeah. We hold him on to trust. You've got better guys that have graduated. So let me let me ask you a question. Uh, would you be in America? That's kind of what horticulture. We really want to expose the game to people that look like us, because a lot of us don't know anything about it. How do you think in America we can basically make the game better and attract it more to people of color? I think it's the easy thing, and I think it's the thing that we miss is go to the training, go to the neighborhoods, right? 
and one night a week. And this is just a reality. I'm just talking about what I'm as a reality, right? Yeah. Go to the neighborhoods, play football for a month, and on the fifth Saturday, bring a projector, bring Man United or France or anybody you like, put it on the projector and cook 60 fucking hot dogs. No, you're good. Right. We're, we're explicit podcast. Be right. yourself. <laughs> Go to the neighborhood, cook 60 hot dogs, cook 60 burgers, bring a load of Cokes, bring some beers for the parents, and sit down and go, Paul Bogba's black. Yeah. That's, right? Yeah. Pelle is black. Rivaldo's black. Ronaldo's black. Black's got nothing got to do with it. It only has something got to do with it as long as we think it does. And the problem is the players, if you're a young kid... Like, when I was a kid in the west of Ireland, the west of Ireland might as well have been nowhere next to nowhere, right? Yeah. But because we had six players playing for Arsenal at the time, I was like, okay, an Irish kid can go all the way and play for Arsenal. Yeah. So it's just a visual line. Just give you something to aspire to. It's just a line. Yeah. And we have to stop making it about your shoes or your gear or your car or your daddy's a doctor or any of that bullshit. Yeah. When you get inside the rectangle, it's just you and the rectangle. So if you've got if you've got the goods inside the rectangle and we've got the goods outside it, where's the break? Yeah. Right? But we have to also be prepared to say, yeah, we're starting from scratch. Certainly we've got less than the other clubs. We don't care. If it's 6v6, we're on time, we're on target, and we're on track, right? And we stay with what we're doing, and it expands on its own. Okay. Right? That's what I think. That's it. It's simple. Keep it simple. Anybody right. got a question like this, man, get back to running this beautiful establishment. Who did you try to play like as a player yourself? Me? Yeah. I tried to play like Liam Brady, and I ended up playing like Mary Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Wait, well we we appreciate it. Thank you so much for letting Thank us you. come in your establishment. Thank you for the culture. <laughs> we got a supporter in the building. Yes, sir. A good one. Host of the Round Table of Hooligans podcast right here. There we go. Hey, introduce yourself to the world. Who are you? My name is Chris Smith. I'm a member of the Round Table of Hooligans. <laughs> soccer enthusiast. Yeah. So let me ask you, what attracted you to the game of soccer? I mean, I've been playing since I was six. So, okay. so you've always uh, been involved in it. Yeah, it's like, like I've, I've yeah. been in this. So. Yeah. so as Memphis 901 started to build, you've been you've been part of the kind of the growth of the club. You've been here since day one. I've been here since day one. I've been here since day zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Peter Peter came in to town before like anything actually got and and I was a part of the group that he came to talk to so yeah. you know I, day zero I'm like before the club even actually happened yeah. I, I, so since you you are a new club Memphis 901 Bluff City Mafia you know all, you know tell the world kind of how the culture of Bluff City Mafia will be and like kind of what it is I mean, culture-wise, it's just kind of like come support the team because that's that's Memphis. Like you know, the grit grind they took that hard work. You know, you know, do do the work, and we're gonna support you. And and that's the conversation that we've had since since the beginning. Like it's gonna be our team. We're gonna be here to support it if we're a part of the team. You know, and and we've been in the conversation. They've taken ideas. 
advice, and it's it's been a good partnership so far. I, I gotta know, are you in the supporter section? Yes. All right. What is the atmosphere like in the supporter well, we section? We've seen pictures. Like, like, I guess y'all y'all already got gotten it in already. So let us know what's good. I mean, it, it hasn't been supporter section for the actual team yet. Okay, yeah, yeah. Today is day one of that. So right. if y'all are there, y'all are going to see it. Do y'all have a game plan? Do y'all have a game plan? What's going to go into the one, one day was really successful. Yeah. So there were a lot of people who didn't really understand. This Look, this is a basketball city. Yeah. Okay? So there were a lot of people who didn't really understand what soccer supporters look like, sound like, act like. And and so on that first day, there were some some nice ladies, I'm sure, <laughs> who were right behind the supporter section and they went and they they got the guards and said, "Hey, listen, can you tell these people to sit down?" And put their flags down and get rid of all that smoke. That we can't. So right. we got, <laughs> they're, like, they're like, we can't see the game. So as fate would have it, the usher walks up to the oldest member of our group, and he he said, uh, he they said, can, is there any way that you can uh, can go and and like like maybe tone it down a little bit? And he said, no. The club made it very clear that this section is about smoke and sound and extreme fandom it says that if you buy tickets right here that's what it says and she goes okay i'll just go tell this lady with a bad hip that y'all are going to be in her way the whole game and he goes thank you (laughs) (laughs) and and that's it it's it's being true to yourself and don't let anybody fucking dictate what the culture is going to be that's real that's real hey you just joined the table what's your name man this is I'm Jed. Jed. What's up, man? What's up, Jed? Also, Roundtable yeah. Hooligans. Yeah. What's going on? So, uh, we're uh, for the Culture Podcast. What we do is we really want to go around the country, kind of, kind of exposing the culture of American soccer. That like we, fun. we all love European game, but we, we're different down here, especially being down here in the South. So, kind of tell your story. Like, what brought you into soccer? Man, I got into soccer years ago. Uh, it was around 2005. My friends played in college. I never, I never played except for when I was a kid. They played in college. They got me started playing FIFA, and we were all just hanging out. And then we ended up going to some bars, watching some matches, and then it just kind of spawned from there. Yeah, FIFA's the gateway drug for a lot of us. <laughs> it is. And it started, like, my, my whole thing started because I'm a West Ham fan. It started, we were watching in 2005, it was the FA Cup Finals, Liverpool against West Ham, and everybody was cheering for Liverpool, and then I just hear all the West Ham fans singing over all the Liverpool fans there, and I was just like, nah, that's where I'm that's going. That's where I want to be. And that's what's happened, man. It's just going on from there. And then, you know, just coming here, watching matches here, you know, especially for U.S. Men's National Team, U.S. Women's National Team, you know, I met all the other guys. We ended up getting together. We created a podcast ourselves. Roundtable hooligans, check us out. Yeah, uh, right. But no, I mean, it's just going on from there, you know. Yeah. Especially Scotty, he comes on, he's got his own thing too, and it's just, we just keep growing, especially now for not a one FC. I mean, it's just, it's only bigger and better for the city now. So kind of kind of give us, kind of, what is your expectation for the club year one? Year one? Uh, Make the playoffs. I mean, you, you got, you, I mean, that's always going to be something, but I mean, when you talk, when you got Andrew Bell coming in and he's he's in charge of everything and Tim Timmy Mulqueen coaching it, you know it's 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 been done right. Yeah. And Tim Howard promoting it. That's, yeah. that's been mean, big for us. That helps so, eyes I mean, yeah. I mean, we got a stadium. We're gonna put ten thousand people in there tonight. You know, nine thousand, ten thousand people in there tonight. 
Uh, how many other USL teams are doing that regularly? There's not a lot. Not a lot. This is what's going to happen. Uh, and, I mean, all we got to do is just keep growing the brand here. And it's going to get bigger and better. Because they built it right. They took the time to do it. They didn't try to rush into it like other teams had. So, I mean, if we don't make the playoffs the first year, I'm not going to get upset. Just because, I mean, we didn't even have a set roster until what? They still they still signed a couple players like three days ago. So. Our, our guys actually just met each other on February 1st. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, it takes time to build that. But I do think that we're going to have a team that's hardworking, that will go out and, and put in shifts every fucking 90 minutes. And they're going to bust their ass because they're not going to just do it for the team. They're going to do it for the city because they know what we're about here. It, yeah. So, like, a lot of us are – we're all Atlanta United supporters. Like, what I say to y'all, stay true to who you are. Don't look and see what other cities do because, like, like, like it's going to fuck you up. Like, stay true to Memphis. No, stay true to yourself. We're, we're Memphis, man. Yeah. I mean, everything about it, you're going to see it. You're going to see it not just from the crest. You're not. You're going to see it just from the way that we play, the way that we support them, everything. Yeah. So, and that's what's going to happen. It's going to be great, and I hope everybody enjoys the ride. Yeah, man. We're, so we're there. We're in the supporters section. We're going to be riding flower with y'all. Definitely. You're looking for Clayton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a, oh, we'll get him over here. There's yeah. his wife, so she can get him over here. Uh, Malia, can you tell your husband to come over when he gets a when he gets a chance? <laughs> okay. No problem. Who are you trying to get? Uh, Clayton. Hey, look, looking for Clayton. Okay. So one thing I want to say is this is a blue collar city, right? Uh-huh. This is a blue collar city. Like nobody, there's. It's a it's a it's a working man city, and there are that the team it has to bring that same mentality, right? So we're looking for people who are who are on the roster to come in as guys who are just hardworking guys who will bust their butt. And if that is the case, and you don't start saying, "Well, I want to go somewhere else," and you start saying, "Look, I'm here for the city, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna like put it all on the line for the city every game," this city will love you. It's unbelievable, unconditionally, and, and we, we've shown that over and over again. I love it. I love it. But well, hey, I appreciate y'all definitely. Uh, you guys, this is a celebration, man. Y'all enjoy it. Thank y'all for letting us into your home, and we're, hey, we're excited to see y'all kick some ass today. Yeah, I just got one thing to say. One more question. We're friendly right now, but when y'all play Atlanta United too, it might be a whole different. <laughs> I'm coming to supporter section that night. <laughs> we're not welcome there. <laughs> Can you plug the, your podcast one more time? Let our, our viewers yeah. know. So we have, we have two podcasts here. Um, one of them is uh, 901 Soccer Pod at 901 Soccer Pod or 901 soccercom uh, You can find that on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, all the big ones, uh, Podbean, and then on Anchor, which is what you're on as well. So uh, the Roundtable of Hooligans. Roundtable round of Hooligans, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, every other podcasting app. You can find us on Twitter, RT of Hooligans. You can find us on uh, Facebook at Roundtable of Hooligans. You know, just come on, listen to us, check us out. We got it's good lit. shit to say. Hey, we go. just guys getting drunk, yelling at each other, hey, you know, hey, talking hey, about hey, it's, hey, recorded right, hey. it's recorded right down here. So, <laughs> hey, perfect. Hey, for, you know, for Ringo, for Grego, for Coach Tony, for Shad, hey, this for the culture, and we out. Hey, man. All right, 
We took a break. You know, we're trying to interview as many as the Memphis fans as we can. Right now, introduce yourself. Let the world know who you are. Hey, guys. I'm Clayton France. I am the uh, co-president of Bluff City Mafia, uh, the supporters group here for Memphis 901 FC. Uh, we're fucking amped, dude. Today's going to be a big day. That's it. It's the hey, it's an opener. It's the first match of the club. Kind of tell the world in your eyes, like, what Bluff City Mafia is. Like, what uh, Memphis 901 is. I mean, Bluff City Mafia is going to be what Memphis is, man. It's 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 blue collar, it's loud, it's noisy. You know, people here are dying for soccer. Like there's a there's a big underground soccer culture here in Memphis and you're about to watch it explode. You're going to see it tonight, man. It's going to be huge. So, we're real amped for it. It's going to be a big game. And I mean, we hope we get right hell, man. Let, let me ask you. All of us have our story that introduces to the beautiful game, right, man. Right. Tell the world your story. What like what like especially being here in the south. Yeah, this yeah. is football country. Right. Like like what brought you to like soccer? So, I actually played football like in high school, yeah, got recruited to play like college. It. You look like yeah, it. Yeah. I got recruited to play college football and stuff. So I fell in love with the game. My, my mom played, you know, growing up, and I played as a kid. And I, and I loved the game then, but football is where I was better and stuff. And then the 20, the 2006 World Cup, I mean, that was – I was a freshman in high school. I mean, that was, like, when I got into the game and stuff. And That's funny. That's my story, too. Yeah, yeah. So I did the I did the 06 World Cup, and it was like, dude, this is this is my sport. Like I love football, I love you know everything I do there, but soccer is where it's gonna be, you know everything. And so we did that. I went to uh, I uh, became a Tottenham fan because I mean Tottenham kind of fits Memphis, man. It's blue collar, it's, yeah. you know, it's amazing. So I did that. Then we actually had an NPSL team for the last three years here, and I ran the supporters group for that. You know, I was like, I grew up in American Outlaws, but you only get to do that once a few years, you know, especially is a Memphian. Exactly. So it's like, I want to do this every weekend. Yeah. And so as soon as USL was announced, I mean, the first thing I did was hit up our other president. And I was like, we got to do this. This is this is ready. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it is what it is. You're seeing it right now. Yeah. So what? tell us, tell the world the name of this pub right here that we're in. And yeah, so, so people whenever they're in Memphis and they're trying to catch some footy, they right. know where to come. Right. So everything we're going to do is going to be here at the brass door. This is what we call the cavern down here. As you can tell, it's a little hot. It's a little crowded, but it feels proper, man. It feels right. If you ask the owner, it's a proper English pub. Yeah. I, I love it, man. We really appreciate you coming on the pod, man. Yeah, man. We love what you guys are doing. We drove all the way from Atlanta to see what y'all do. Yeah. We're, so, we're in the supporter section. We're like five rows back from the net. We're gonna Yo, we're, we're going to go crazy with y'all, man. Hey, appreciate it, man. Letting us come to your home, man. Thank you. Hey, that's it. Hey, but, hey, for Porter Culture, we appreciate coming. Dude, I've been, so here's the thing. Like, people have been. Hey, what's up? It's Ringo, man. I'm I'm here with. We back in still in Memphis. We hey, still, Monte still. Carlo in the building, baby. Yeah, Monte Carlo. Mar- Monte Carlo. He's running the drums. He's running the cymbals up here for the Memphis 901. So tell us how you feel about the first game. Man, first game was epic, man. The energy was crazy, dog. Like, man, I couldn't believe that it. it was like actually happening at one point. It was like it's a full stadium. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause we don't have soccer like that out here. So yeah. the fact that the first game was like looking like sold out in the way it did, bro. It's amazing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's beautiful. Yeah, what brought you to the game, man? Like, what, what made you fall in love with the sport? Man, I love soccer. I've loved soccer since I was a kid. So once they gave, once they said we was going to have a team, like, in the city, it's like I love my city. I love soccer. 
let's put the two together and let's go. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, it's nothing. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Let me ask you, man. What, uh, what needs to be done to get more people that look like us to the game, man? What you think in Memphis? Man, we just got to go for it. Yeah. We just got to go for it. You can't be afraid of those, like, stereotypes and all that, like, weird stuff. It's like, bro, if you want to do it, do it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, if you want to be active and play a sport that there ain't that many people that look like us play, play it. Like, hockey, soccer, tennis, all that. Run it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Go get that shit. Yeah. Already, dog. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I don't want to take too much of your time, man. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, too, hey, man. Hey, definitely, though. man. We, we thank you. Appreciate all the city, long, man. man. Where we call you on the social? Yeah, what's oh, your yeah, social? Monte Carlo. Yeah, Monte Carlo, M-A-N-T-E underscore Carlo. You know what I'm saying? Like the whip. Skr, skr, you know what I'm saying? Ah, hey, there we go. <laughs> hey, man, for Ringo, for Grego, for Tony Shaw, man, it's for the culture. We out, man. Yeah. What you say now? I said you you missed us talking about um about the marching bands last night. Um, the marching bands at the Lane Night game? No no no. no. Oh, well, we shit. I, I I missed most of, most of that because like shit. By the time I got there, like they were just beginning to march in. But now we were talking about um Howard and Bethune and uh, who else? Uh, uh, I think I think someone dropped into Skeegee up in there. I know I brought up um. Uh, A and T and um, and Jackson State. Yeah, they they those two might be the best. I mean Howard's not not as good. I, that's the one time where I'll, I'll claim defeat. Um, yeah, I would say you're Jackson State or A and T. Yeah, they're both nasty. FAMU is not what it used to be. Um, I've always said FAMU is a bit overrated. Like I said, I, I, I I'm part I'm slightly biased, but of course at the same time I know Bethune be bringing it. And like it's like it's like people always look at you know the March 100 and and be like you know yeah. must be the best. I'm like nah 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 nah. No yeah I was yeah but that was good too. I mean a lot of the, there's a lot in that top like I would say like the top five or six they're pretty good. Like all of them could be interchangeable. Um, but it was funny because being that, that at Howard I was just. I didn't get put on to Jackson State until late, and I was like, "Oh, <clears throat> oh, yeah, they really good." Yeah. yeah, Southern, Southern, and Grandma got pretty good bands as well. Um, their bands are pretty good, but you know, Grambling, they uh, financial shit. So I don't know if their band still is popular. When I was in college, their band was pretty good. Yeah. What about that? What about that good uh, SSU? Not a dirty thirty, bro. Dirty thirty. That's it. We can barely get thirty people on the field, man. Their band was Your dancers be straight though. If I recall, yeah, straight. yeah, the dancers were straight. It's just the band. It wasn't competitive. It's like the other used to be, like in the nineties, but you know, shit still sucks. It is what it is. It that reminds me of like of my old high school when when I was in high school, our marching band was white as shit, and and like no and nobody marched. Uh, it just so happens that one of my best friends from back home, who actually went to Bethune, uh, he's their band director now. And I remember like the last the last game that I went to before I moved down here, um, it was like like I think I was gone like a month later, uh, which is on on right by the track, uh, just just watching the game and like I just was just trying to concentrate and listen to the band. I was like. Just the sounds that were coming from that band I had never heard before in my life. I was like, that's my high school. That's my high school getting crunk. That's my high school doing the shit. And I was like, yo, like that's, man, that just, 
that 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 made me smile. Like, I, I I I know I know my boy. Uh, his name's Chris. Like he's he's been he's been doing this thing for shit since uh, since we first met. And so like I, I already know he's he's been doing a great job there and everything. But yeah, like uh, shit, we need that's what we need to do. We do a, a uh, band episode. Florida, Florida, yeah, well, yeah, that too, because um, I was talking to Reggie um, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, after the game, and um, mm-hmm. just talking about like how. I hate to make fun of you. For that one moment when you're just, when you're trying to get out what you're saying, you're like, ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, stupid. But no, like I, I had a conversation with Reggie, and he was talking about how he had the all-star kids back back out there during, during the, in the gulch and everything, and how like we really need I'm really hoping to see them in the supporter section soon. I would love to get some 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 cast from the uh, AUC up in there. I'm like, I, 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 I'm like, we got three, we got at least what two bands to work with um, down there. I'm like, you know, whether it's the whether it's the kids that are in there now or get some alumni, you know, um, shit, everybody, just get um, get everybody down there. But yeah, man. Aside from that, Sunday was 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 a bit. Are we back? Was that? Uh, I didn't know when we came back. I thought this was like pre. And we back. But uh, Sunday. Um, yeah, sun- Sunday was a. Uh, that was very interesting. That's, um, of course, we. Can I ask? Can I ask this question? Again? Are we still good on this three four three? Because I'm like, yo. Uh, actually, I was on the way to the restroom when when, when Cincinnati scored. Dog, me, me too. I missed it. <laughs> like I was like, I was like, why does everybody look so sad? I was like, oh, yeah. And and like I and I saw the replay uh, today, matter of fact, and I was like, um, how? Like, because first of all, you had LGP went way too far up, and and Gressel pretty much he was the only one on the right hand side, so it was like almost like academic even though like i will say the shot was somewhat savable i'm like you shouldn't even been in that position in the first place and you know and you know it's 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 still more the same i think all considering you have you're up against a team an expansion team who lost 4-1 in their first game and you know so i i would like to think that especially you know with us being at home in in our actual home stadium for once like to have to play like that like i don't know if it's a case of like where we just scored that first goal and suddenly it was like hey let's just coast and like no put 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 your foot on the throats and 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 get and get to it because you know i i think there's this this the perception that uh um, because we've had a bunch of games with 70,000 that you know everything is safe and I'm like no it's not safe like no like it's it's still Atlanta in the sense that you know people can can get sensitive and fickle real quick and of course uh, it came out uh, after the game 
uh, Frank DeBoer was like, you know, maybe the fans are spoiled after everything that happened the first two years. And I'm like, that's not going to win you any 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 style points, bro. No, you know, he they were going, the club was going to use the cop out. And spoiled means something different in, in Dutch. So, you know, they, you know, they, they threw Frank some bail. Don't, 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 don't. You know, Frank, they threw him some bail. So, like, Frank, like, the thing is, he's upset. I, I, I think he's upset. You know, I don't think he really understood. You know, I'm tired of everybody just saying, give him a chance, give him a chance. Like, Atlanta United recruited him. He didn't know anything about MLS. He knew nothing about our playing style, the way we played. So, Frank kind of came in. Like, you know, he came in after getting fired from his last job, you know, kind of with that same mentality, what he did in Palace. So it's like he's coming in. He doesn't want to make any adjustments. He basically thinks he knows the game better than we know the game. And so he comes out saying, y'all are spoiled. Just because you guys won some games in MLS, it's not like this. I'm going to play my style and that's what we're going to do. You know, um, just the thing is, playing a 3-4-3, you need a strong back line. You need a strong midfield. A lot of our players are either getting to know each other. Breck Shea is new to the team. He needs to know how to play it. Frank is <laughs> like, yeah, Breck and Shire. Like, he's, Rock, he needs to know how Rock, to play it. Like, yeah, so you got to think about it. Miles Robinson. <laughs> Miles Robinson is his first time starting, so he's getting consistent minutes now. But him and Parkhurst are pretty much rotating the position. So Parkhurst used to be in the centers. Now he's out on the right side. It's very uncomfortable. You can tell Parkhurst is uncomfortable playing where Frank hasn't playing at. So it's a very apparent. So basically he tries to cover for Miles, steps in Miles' space, and Miles basically has to say, you got it. And then there's that, that little split-second decision right there. That's why D.C. was able to break through our back line. That's why Cincinnati was able to break through our back line. And, like, our attack is weak because it just seems like we have nobody that's basically making the passes. Like, I thought Nagby was going to be that guy. I'm really not – I'm not really certain what he's doing in there. So, and it's like – like, PT – PT – like, let me finish. Let me finish. Like, PD Martinez looks out of shape. Like, it's amazing that he was the South American player of the year. Like, when you, you hear all this shit about how Argentina football is playing, it, I'm starting to think that shit's soft down there, man. Because Petey, he, he either needs to he either needs to step the fuck up or sit down, like you know. That's a very hot take. Good God. He actually admitted uh, last week that apparently, like we we went straight into on the ball training um, during preseason, and so like he actually is behind on his fitness, and I think that speaking of fitness, what what you're. When did, uh, when, when did when did Boca Juniors and River Plate? They just played like in fucking December. What was it? November, December? Yeah. When was it? it, it when was the last game for the championship? December. It was December, wasn't it? Yeah. December. Right. It was December. Preseason started in January. He should still be in shape. Period. Period. I think that. So I don't want to. I don't want to hear that. I, I'm not. I'm not in shape. I don't want to hear that shit. Like PD uh, took the check, and, he, and I, I, I don't want to hear that shit. Like he just got done playing. I can see if the 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 championship was in May, and he's been chilling until December, January. Cool, I get it. You out of shape, but you're barely a month off, and you can't keep up and play in a top five league. Come on, bro. 
But you know what though? I think that I think in in his case, one, well, there's a couple things there. First off, let's go back to the fitness part. What's definitely not helping in uh, in anybody's case is that because there's so there's so little rotation, what you've had now is is two games in a row now. Because don't forget, we had well, of course, we had already uh, played the the Monterey game and pretty much in the same exact way where we held up, we held them to one nil for a while, and then all of a sudden we ran out of gas and then got smoked. Same thing happened on Sunday. We had we were good for about 70 minutes. We had our one nil lead. And then we get, and then we ran out of gas. And luckily, we, it's it's still held to a one nil uh, draw. But you're not rotating it now, anyone. And you got another game uh, Wednesday, uh, second leg against against Monterey. And it's like, at what point do you let these guys actually breathe and 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 be able to actually show that you know, if we have our our win together, we can. Have, um, hang and play because right now you're stretching everyone real thin. Like it actually might be a a godsend if we got eliminated uh, uh, Wednesday. I think what we're seeing right now is that uh, let's go top bottom. Um, with Frank, we realize that he's not the caliber coach that many hoped and expected him to be. I mean, of course, people were hesitant because of his last at Crystal Palace, but um, he has not gotten to that next tier of coaching abilities and what I mean from that is being able to make adjustments tactically man- management, motivational speaker, psychologist, all those roles that a coach has to take on when leading a ship and he hasn't really stepped up to that as like we hoped he would because uh, let's be honest, I mean we knew that going right into the season it was going to be you know a hard test because we had pivotal games to start out with the Champions League and then going into the home opener with FC Cincinnati where, yeah, they had a game under their belt, but that's all you have is one game to really do uh, a true game analysis because even with them, yeah, they have a lot of core players from who they brought up from when they were in the USL, but still they got they added a lot of other players and, of course, they got our great guards, which was good to see Atlanta give them love when he stepped the field. I think that was a great moment. So from the top down, we see that he is not to that caliber. Now, we got to realize or we either have to accept that and be able to grow with him or if we just realize that we're the type of team that can say, hey, fuck it, we only want them top tier level coaches and we're not willing to grow. And that's the type of club we're going to be. That's the type of club we're going to be. And that's the tricky thing, I think, right now is because, you know, you have a frustrated fan base right now. You have frustrated players right now. And and what's your uh, the the. Here's the comment that you're, that you're going to end up having, depending on what standard that the front office has, um, as far as you know what type of coach you want to have involved. Uh, either you have to be patient and uh, hang on to the board until probably like May or June, uh, once uh, once every and probably like, like once everyone leaves for for Gold Cup and Copa America, or you can say, hey, we just want to go ahead and cut bait now and try to see like who else is out there because uh, I, I don't think that especially if you if you fire him right now there's not going to be anyone really available aside from probably like one Carlos Osorio um, to really take on take on that role and hey Terry Henry 
He's available. <laughs> he's available. That's all I'm saying, man. Is we shooting Frank this bail? Yo, he got fired ten weeks in college. Yeah. Like, if, if, like if that were, but if, if, if that were to happen, that, I might with, and, and Crystal Palace, I might he, cry. In every in every EPL match, his team didn't score whatsoever. But I do think that I don't. I've done a little bit of reading here. It's like in, in both at Crystal Palace and also at Inter Milan, you had a situation where pretty much it's the same issues that keep repeating itself as far as him not being technically flexible. And then like he um, came out saying like you know he's considered other other formations. I'm like it sounds disingenuous at this point because pretty much all you've allowed people to see is just three four three and and not, right. and. And, and hardly with any. Even if you, when you make substitutions, you're not you're not adjusting to the new personnel. You're not make you're not putting yourself in a position to, to succeed. And you know it's it's going to be very interesting to see. Like you know, let's assuming that you know we we don't pull a a, a Manchester United and come back in the Champions League. We ain't forget about that. Uh, which, well, well it, it's funny you mention that because like this is feeling eerily similar where of course we're having a disappointment from the fan base and our coach but also the fact that I mean the players don't seem as excited as yeah I mean granted we don't have like a Miggy who's always smiling at everything or a Greg Garza you know we have those two characters who are very who definitely show their emotions on the sleeves and who always crack a smile and you know, definitely enjoyed playing when they were out there and the other players that were like that, you know, it's different. But it definitely doesn't seem as much as like I'm going to run through a brick wall for this coach as it was for Mr. Tottenham. Yeah. And I also question, you know, I've since day one, I've always been a Tito fan. And I'm really trying to be patient with him being a super sub thing. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. At times, but at the same time, if we want to have a scary attack, you can't tell me with him and Joseph oh, on that well, attack. That, and that was another thing, like you know, he said like, like fresh, you know, fresh leg, Joseph. Teams, we don't have the team speed. Right. I'm like, are you serious? Like no. you have Tito Villalba, and like, like speed is not a problem. Even without Amaran in spurts, I've seen Pity show a little bit of speed, but like you have Tito on your on your squad so like speed should never ever ever be an issue like he, I say it week after week Sid Barco late Tito with Pity and Joseph unless I'll show you guys what our, our front should should look like and I, think, and I think that you know now that I now that I think about it <clears throat> you have of course I, I've always been an advocate for the 352 and I think that in that scenario it actually would make more sense for Tito and Joseph to be up front. You can put Pity on, on behind them, and you know, just let's yep. let it rock. Yep. You know, like I, 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 I don't I, have, I have as much of a problem with Barco as you do, Ringo. But at the same time, I think for what's necessary for for the attack, you probably don't need to have both. You don't have to have it for both uh, Barco and Pity at the same time. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, all right, so we got we have Champions League on Wednesday. We play Philadelphia here in Atlanta on Sunday. 
let's get your predictions uh, for Wednesday and Sunday real quick. What do you guys think? I think we can uh, probably get maybe one or two back. But I, don't, I don't think that. I think that we're too. We're too, we're too gassed. Like I don't think that we'll have the the gas to be able to hang hang with them, you know, for another ninety. Like I, we might get a couple goals back, but I I don't see us uh, uh, getting through. Yeah, we need three. We, we win we win the game two one, but we lose. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. We need three to go to shootout. We need mm-hmm. four to win. So Atlanta, you know, we've scored four before uh, in the Champions League. So. Yeah, but that was against the fire competition. <laughs> it ain't Monterey, man. We, we, Listen, we, Steve, that I, know, I know there was once a small club in Manchester that everyone thought couldn't get past the oh, giant oh, of PSG. Oh. <laughs> and oh. they rose they rose to the occasion, brothers. So you must have faith. You must dig deep. Yeah. You must believe in Atlanta United. Can I get an amen? Y'all, 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 y'all don't know what Ringo did when we were in Memphis. He went to a couple churches while we were there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm about to open up a, a, a mega church. We're gonna, we're gonna make, we can open up the Church of Footy. Y'all, come on. Hey, you gotta, you gotta come in and your favorite kit, the Church of Footy. Oh, I'm already go, I already go to that church, man. I'm always wearing a kit every weekend. West Coast Station, get at it. Get your worship you know, on. So we all I kind think of on my Facebook for as long as I have religion. My under religion, I have football as my religion. Lit. Lit. But all right, so, so Wednesday is gonna be tough. What about Sunday against Philly? Um, Philly just came off. I think they uh, drew last weekend. I should, you know, they're, they're still they still um, don't have any points for the season. Yeah, they uh, they lost uh, again over the weekend. So like they they'll be pretty yeah, hungry. They lost the they got to the yeah. too. Um, I, I, think I, I think that I think that will win. But of course, like I said. The biggest thing right now, more anything, is just you know we don't have. We need bodies. We need we need guys who are fresh and. We 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 have a whole, uh, uh, what is it called? A reserve team that Frank can call up. Like let's give something like you know they everyone keeps saying he's big on giving kids a chance. He's big on giving kids a chance. Yeah, well, he I was like, let's play these kids. I mean, kid, I mean, uh, what are they doing? a chance, so you know, if he can't get yeah. Tito, it's like good luck on, on on the kids. But you know, Bellows back back in training, Pogba's been cleared, uh, Asidu's been cleared, so we we at least have those options available. So you know, hopefully they uh, they get used. Um, Damn it, Vasquez going to play again. Nah, bro. Sparko <laughs> took his soul. <laughs> he was doing this thing um, uh, for uh, AU2 over the weekend. I, I, I did I catch know. it. Is he going to touch the pitch ever again, bro? Lane night at one. I, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. I think that we're so, we're so attached to Joseph that it, it just makes it real difficult to kind of see, you know, what other options do we have? Like, in the event, like where he goes down, you know, I, you, you, granted, you could use Tito in his spot, but of course, you still have a Mario Williams. You have. I thought Mario's off. I'm not. I'm. I'm surprised that he's still with. Hey, what? What? I saw. I, I saw an image of him, and I was like, I thought he left the club. <laughs> I thought he's gone. I, yeah. I mean, I know he was kind of upset last year, so I think he he was like, mm, Yeah, I got a chip. Let me see how long I can ride this out uh, before I bow. 
I mean, it's the, what it, what the transfer w- the transfer window is still open for like another two months. I I don't know if we have any Tam Gam Hot Damn, but we need to make a move for some. We need we need we need a center back. Like we need a, a proven center back. Pogba, Pogba, and that's When you have when you run a, a three man back line and but you don't have any center backs behind them. It's like, okay, what if what if anyone gets gets hurt? And listen, you, you're you're not putting your team in a position to succeed. Like I said, in the event that someone goes down, because you're gonna like injuries happen. You know, people need people need the, their rest and everything. And you know, if you don't have a whole lot of um, depth behind you, it might be to your advantage to say, hey. Let me make sure I, I keep someone available in the wings just, you know, just in case because, you know, Gressel can't play every position, believe it or not. He can't. Okay. So, yeah. So, you know, let us know, culture. Let us know how you think uh, Sunday is going to be. When this episode drops, we'll all be at Mercedes-Benz cheering on our, our, our 11 strike. <laughs> ha! Ha! So... <laughs> so like you know, let us know what you guys think on Sunday. Let us know what, what if you were if you were a manager for the day, what you would do to turn this club around. You know, write it write it in the review on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Put put in the review what you think, and the best one will read it on the next episode. Yes, please do. Make sure you check out uh, store Time out. Time out. TC. Time out. What's up? I, I interrupt. Still on subject. What's Did up? y'all even talk about the bomb ass TIFO that was displayed? Chapter two, no, no chapter three, chapter three. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I should we For my that's, vantage, that's only because looked, the, so the page all the way over. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The TIFO didn't flip from my vantage point. I was like, oh, so hey, that kind of just that's, for, that's foreshadowing the upcoming season. I'm just saying. We're not quite ready for chapter yeah. three yet. You got, you, got, you got a point. You got a point. But yes, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, FTC. Y'all, y'all just watch today, man. Like, I, I need y'all to get some sleep. I need FTC, hey. UTC. Hey, uh, 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 our coach, our coach Frank, Frank DeGrego, we can't get no rest. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. Hey, we'll be. We'll be We'll be back. They'll be resting next week, I promise. But uh, but yes, follow us on the socials. Check out our um our store ftcutd.myspotify.com. We got Shopify. some new hats. My, my Shopify. Don't send me Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> you did say Spotify. Hey, follow us at ftcutd. at shopify.com. No, my Shopify. Man. Trying to get them all confused, man. FTC UTD my Shopify.com. We got some new hats, we got some new shirts. Uh, we're, we're rolling out with some more stuff uh, pretty soon. Jerseys are are coming up uh, this by this weekend. We're gonna start taking pre orders on that. And in the meantime, do you have a jersey yet? What y'all want? Because like, matter of fact, I'm working on you. I'm working on your Memphis jersey right now. So yeah, you, you, you I, just. I yeah, that's all I. You know, I, I was trying to put culture in Memphis, but I couldn't. Uh, I mean, you stayed in the stands, you know, like we we the ones that got, got up on the stage, so you know, hey, 
I, I don't Ooh, tell I you. I had it before. I mean, with two Bobby Browns in the group, I <laughs> <there's no laughs> <for me. laughs> That hurt. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> that hurt. But yeah, I, in, in the I meantime, pass in the background. Y'all, y'all cold blooded, man. Uh, yes, look out for. Uh, I said we'll be putting out pictures and videos uh, from the Memphis trip. Like I said we had we had a great time again. Thank you to Memphis 901, Bluff City Mafia, Roundtable of Hooligans, 901 Soccer Podcast, Brass Door, Tennessee, West Memphis, ECU too. And um, yeah, for um, we'll be we'll back up. We gotta go north. We didn't even go north. And I'm mad about that. Because I, I was really hoping to hit up a strip club, but that's okay. We'll put it up next time. But next yeah, time. yes. But in the meantime, for Ringo, for Coach, it's Grego, the culture's real. Coach is everywhere. And we out. <laughs> <laughs>